you know what time it is. It's another exciting episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. How good our God is. What's up, everybody? What's going on? <laughs> and joining us from Cleveland, Ohio. The land. Mm. International. Ian Lamont Morgan. Bonjour. Hola. Konnichiwa. <laughs> and from Columbus, the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you guys for joining us today for another great episode. Um, we've got a lot of NBA-related topics to talk about, but we're going to start off with the NBA award show. They announced the um, NBA awards. Uh, we'll just run through. We'll just run through them real quick. <laughs> Most valuable player, James Harden. Rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. Coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Most improved player, Victor Oladipo. Sixth man of the year, Lou Williams. Any surprises? Well, first of all, fellas, let me just tell you this, this much. Uh... First of all, the awards needs to go. They need to like extend it past April because there's no way, and you know what, that Dwayne Casey should have won Coach of the Year. But we already figured that would happen because it, you know, voting stopped in in April, whatever. But the fact that Ben Simmons won mm. Rookie of the Year is a disgrace. I almost I, feel I, like I don't want to say who predicted that, but you know, listen, you know what it is. Who predicted it is irrelevant right now, Malcolm. It is the all the way relevant. Is, the issue that's on the table <laughs> is that this is a this is blasphemous. I almost feel like Stephen A. Smith right now. Oh, man. I mean, goodness, Donovan Mitchell clearly deserved to be the rookie of the year. I mean, clearly. And, and again, is Ben Simmons even a rookie? No. So again, I was incredibly disappointed that uh, my boy Donovan Mitchell did not win, but um, but yeah, that's just a disgrace, honestly. And I'm not even going to go into why I think LeBron could have been MVP again. Uh, we're not going to get into that. But at the end of the day, the biggest disgrace was Ben Simmons winning that Rookie of the Year award. That's all I got. Man, it's interesting. Uh, no surprises. Um, I do think Ben Simmons exercised his uh, light skin privilege. And, you know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Jay, no, Jason Tatum's light skin too, man. But, I mean, he didn't really have a chance as far as the regular season award. Um, Rudy Gobert, I, uh, I didn't like for – for I don't want to say who correctly year. predicted that one either. But yeah, you know. there's another person I mean, who predicted that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now here's the thing. I I could have I could have agreed. Definitely. I mean, you know, it was kind of trending that way. The interesting part of this really idiotic decision that the NBA had <laughs> to have this award show in June is that you get to see all of these winners for these regular season awards in the light of their pre- their playoff success or failure. And so, you know, Rudy Gobert's trotting up there to accept his reward, and all you can think is how he got he got bodied and pumped out in 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 a series that he really should have dominated. Um, I mean, you know, only what is Rudy Gobert seven two, something like that, with a wingspan of like thirty feet. Like, I mean, you know, the cat is out there. <laughs> he should have done some major damage. But who was that? Clint Capella that was bodying him. Yeah. yeah. Had him look had him looking like you know, looking like all right. Anyway 
like I said, it was just interesting to watch um, all these guys in light of that. If, if hey, if rookie of the year, if that included the playoffs, you know, you're looking at Jason Tatum taking that trophy. You know, if um, if MVP included the playoffs, you definitely looking at LeBron James out of those three. Um, and so, you know, it's just I, I think there wasn't enough suspense. The show sucked. Did I say that? I didn't even watch I it. I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it either. I, I sat and watched it. I made myself sit and watch it because I wanted to give an accurate rundown. Uh, Baron Davis had a real had a really funny bit. Um, Bill Russell giving uh, Charles Barkley the middle finger was funny, but I mean, aside from you know a couple little things that sprung up, Anthony Anderson was was he was like he was like a burger from Burger King that's better than a burger from McDonald's, but it's not quite like you know wow. like that like that burger that you wanted that's real savory and everything like that. Um, um you know what? Never mind. I had I don't know why I got so many burger analogies, but I'm gonna just leave that alone. You, hungry? Just, you must be hungry. hungry. <laughs> just, right. I just yo, I just had burgers for dinner. That's the thing. So oh, yeah, maybe I just, maybe I just got that on the brain. Um, but yeah, having you know having having the scope of seeing these players through pay, playoff light, I think hurts the whole notion of doing this. I know they want to have a upscale award show. It looked nice. They had Travis Scott mumbling and like yo, it was the dumbest performance I think I've ever seen. But um, they they want to have an upscale awards thing. I think that's cool, but you got to find a different way to do it because these cats, some of these cats, just sucked in the playoffs, and you got to see them win awards, and it was pretty crummy. Yeah, that's the under the look. We've we I think we've talked about this quite a bit. It's dumb that this is that these this award shows this late in the season uh, or late in the year um, after the year. I, yeah, basically, yeah, after the year, we, we lose that moment uh, where the MVP gets to hoist the trophy uh, in his home arena and have everybody cheering. We miss that moment. We miss the the speeches with your teammates around you at your at your stadium. Um, from what I heard, I didn't watch it at all because I just I'd honestly forgotten that we hadn't given out these awards already. <laughs> and um, I, and I just I just don't care anymore at this point. <laughs> uh you know, I heard James Harden gave the worst MVP speech ever. It was terrible. Um, and I heard portions <laughs> of it, and it was just, yeah. I just, it's hard to care about this at this point. I can't imagine the players care. Like, the season's over. We, we already, at least, like, during the season, you win the MVP. Okay, maybe that'll propel you to do something in the playoffs, or there's still stuff to talk about. But at this point of the season, everybody's, like, powered down, and I'm sure they don't really care about what happened this last year. They're worried about next year, so... Um, and no, no really big surprises. Um, we had a little awkward moment with Dwayne Casey. His, his, to me, his speech was hilarious because he talked about how, uh, when things happen, you know, sometimes you lose confidence in yourself, but you got to find people that believe in you. And so he talked about how his new organization believes in him. <laughs> so I don't know, it's kind of funny. Shout out to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Detroit. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's uh I had to correct quite a few people on social media. How could you watch these playoffs and not think LeBron James is the MVP? I was like, oh, well, y'all vote, voting stopped in April, so. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, it's it is it is a setup for the simple-minded fan to but, just get upset about a whole lot of nothing because they just don't 
they don't have the scope to say, like, man, you know what? This is a regular season award. Mm-hmm. That means that the playoffs don't count. I mean, which, I don't know, we should challenge the, the young and the old of America to actually, you know, educate themselves. But, you know, make it easier on your fan base. Just have it after the regular season. Like you said, man, that, that moment, I ain't mean to cut you off, man. I'm, I am passionately ir- <laughs> irritated at how dumb that award show was. One, you lose the intimacy of those moments, like you said, you know, your home court getting to hoist your MVP um, and the coach of the year, getting to have that moment with the fans, um, you know, the MVP speech. Uh, uh, we would have never had you the real MVP Absolutely. You know, and I'll be, what is life without that? Honestly. Um, but no, furthermore, the worst part is some of these cats, you just don't want speeches from them. You don't. <laughs> you might have thought you did, but you don't. Rudy Gobert, I, I didn't need that speech. Um, you know, he, he I, there was a struggle just for him to get get through it, man. It was painful. It was like watching a car crash. Uh, six six car pile up to be exact, and Dwayne Casey's speech was cool for the first eight minutes of it, <laughs> and then he just labored through the rest. Man, it was a. Uh, then they tried to get the TNT guys. I mean, they really did try. I understand it might get better yeah. production wise over the years, but it's still just a poor idea. Well. Yeah, the sad part is the NBA will never stop doing it because <sighs> they are making money off of it. Yep. Um, so as long as they're making money, they don't they don't care. They'll Yo. they'll put a put a corpse up there to host the show and and roll out the awards to the people in the state and, and they'll just keep doing it. Here's my only gripe. I am disappointed that Nikola Mirotich did not win teammate of the year for taking that punch from Bobby Portis. <laughs> OG Bobby Portis. Uh, OG Bobby Portis. Uh, first of all, teammate of the year just sounds like the worst award ever. Um, by the way, Jamal Crawford won teammate of the year. I don't understand. I don't. I just don't understand what's the criteria for teammate of the year. Um, hey man, so I don't know. I guess that was they, a, I guess they voted or something. <laughs> I I was confused too. I was confused. I mean, KD won for some community stuff, which was cool. You know, I'm glad that he's servicing the community there in the Bay Area, especially you know after he chose to go there, he got tattoos, a pocket, everything. So, you know, if you're gonna go so far, you might as well go all the way. So, shouts out to KD. I mean, he did some. You know, that's some good stuff. No shots out for KD. So no, we, spent okay. too, we spent too much time talking about this terrible award show that we pretty much already knew who was going to win. So let's talk about the NBA draft. Um, not quite as exciting as we thought it was going to be, but we did have some interesting moves and um, interesting prospects in there. Um, let's talk about this Luka Doncic, um, Trey Young trade. Um, the the Dallas Mavericks traded up to three um, so that they could get Luka Doncic, and Atlanta traded down and took Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand why Atlanta would make this trade. Um, I understand they want to get some shooters. Travis Schlank, their GM, is from uh, the Warriors tree, so he's looking for that next Steph Curry. But to me, Luka Doncic is just a a 
a great prospect and he has a possibility to be a face of a franchise, which is something that Atlanta needs very badly. Um, so who do you think got the better end of this deal? Um, I, I've, Obviously, I, I've made my my vote for Dallas, but mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think? Dallas, by far. And, I mean, honestly, I'm really surprised the Kings didn't take Doncic at two. Um, I mean, looking at, their, looking at their roster, they could have used a, a, a backcourt type of guy who can, you know, make some plays. Um, so, you know, that, now that's who I would have taken it to. That's who Malcolm took at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you listen to our previous podcast, as a matter of fact, if you didn't go back and listen to that, then you can continue Do back it. with this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, since he slipped to three, Dallas straightened up and getting him was they definitely get the the better end of the stick, especially with Trey Young. I mean, of course he can score, but you know, what all is he going to be able to do? We know that Luka Doncic is a playmaker, uh, not just scoring. Um, he's going to find an open guy, you know, he's going to give us a few of those flashy passes, uh, but he's going to make the offensive rotation a little bit better to me, in my opinion, than Trey Young. Now, Trey Young could, you know, work really hard and become, you know, Steph Curry's little brother or cousin. Who knows? But (laughs) I mean, for what we see right now, I would have taken Doncic. So that's why I think Dallas got the better end of it. Yo, didn't Dallas do, uh, didn't, didn't I'm sorry. Didn't Atlanta do this with Dirk? Um, no, Milwaukee drafted Dirk and traded him to Dallas. I forget who it was I was looking at. They were showing that Atlanta um drafted like the rights to some European guy and then traded him. And There's like up. a Atlanta has a list of guys that they've drafted and never and traded before they played for them Man. and it didn't go well. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a no for me. I don't I don't get this for Atlanta. I don't like it for Atlanta. Um, I don't think they have a real. I mean, Trey's gonna bring excitement. He's gonna bring hype. Um, you're gonna have to turn him loose immediately. So I don't know how that bears for his growth. Um, and I'm hoping that you know, I don't know. You'd like to say you'd like to see them have enough structure where through summer league and and through training camp and stuff like that, they're they're able to help him build his skill set and shape his NBA game. But I don't have the confidence in the Hawks like that. Yeah. Um, you know, as an organization, they have not shown a, a very strong – I mean, you look at Schro- uh, Dennis Schroeder and his lack of development over years. Um, and, I mean, you know, he hasn't had a lot in, in the form of mentorship either. And so, I don't know um, – so I don't know. It might be a win for Luca. He might have lucked out, but I uh, definitely like it for uh, for Dallas. What they're building there in Dallas is pretty is pretty nice. Um, so oh, I'm Mark looking, Cuban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, building through the draft is. I mean, I got to shout out Golden State because I think they have for those teams who are willing to to bide their time. And uh, and actually go through the process and and systematically build through the draft again. They made that they made that something that not that people didn't want to do it, but we have a new age model for it with the way that the game is played today. And so you know I I, I give a shout out to them for that. But uh, yeah, definitely I think Dallas got the upper hand on that one. So if you guys were curious to know, in two thousand one, with the third overall pick, the Atlanta Hawks selected. 
Pau Gasol. That's what it mm. was. Yeah. And then traded him to Memphis. Like some um, idiots. Because Atlanta. Because Atlanta. So yeah, I uh this actually makes me really excited about what Dallas could potentially do. And we're gonna talk about free agents here in a little bit, but um this makes their roster very interesting and very versatile with um Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. in the backcourt. Um, they got interchangeable playmakers. Um, Doncic, you can also shoot. You have Harrison Barnes, who you can keep or possibly use to trade for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so they have some flexibility. They still have some money that they, they have they can spend, um, possibly to get a center or to get some more big. So, um, and then of course you have Dirk. Um, who even in this part of his career, though not the dominant player he was, is still very effective at stretching the floor, could still help you on offense. So um, this team is kind of positioning itself to be competitive next year, especially if they can make one more impact move in free agency. Um, And, I mean, this is a team that I'd be really excited to watch with DSJ, Doncic, Harrison Barnes, Dirk. Didn't they get Jalen Brunson too? Uh, Yeah, they also got him in the draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I mean, they're I think they're they're start and Dwight Powell is not a slouch either, um, power forward slash center. Um, they have there, so I mean they're they've got a good coach, Rick Carlisle. Oh yeah, um, I think he's he's going to be good for Doncic coming in, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about seeing what what happens with this, and you know, Atlanta is is, is building something. We just don't know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> um, the other big news was. Michael Porter Jr. slipping all the way to 14, the last pick yep. of the lottery, to the Denver Nuggets. Yep. Um, Ian, let's start start off with you. How do, how do you see him fitting in with Denver? Um, and then, obviously, we're not medical experts, but do you think that he'll be able to be a consistent uh, contributor, or will that back injury be something that lingers on for him? Yeah, I mean, uh, back and hip injuries, you know, at that age, you're you're concerned. Um, why? Because they linger and they have T Mac effects on guys. And you know you don't speak that on them. Definitely hope that he recovers well. Has a Shoot, um, I want to be a good. I'll take that T Mac. I'll be well, I'll be as good as T Mac. I mean, when when T Mac make as much money as T Mac. I'm talking I'll about I'm talking about Houston T Mac <laughs> through Detroit T Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a Detroit team. <laughs> did he play with Detroit at some at some point? I think right before remember, he went to San Antonio. I remember. Uh, I remember he went to New York. Yeah, and I, for, I, I, I think for, he, I, I think he might have went York. from New York to China. I think he might uh, went from New York to China and then San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't. I don't want that for him. I definitely wish him a, a great recovery. Um, stories have it that he may miss the year. Uh, yeah, 2010-2011, uh, T-Mac played in Detroit. Wow. It was, it was weird. Um, <laughs> my thing with Denver, um, you still have the uh, – uh, and and can he fit in there? Sure. I mean, his his current – I mean, you got Gary Harris there who's – who's, I mean, he's a good player. Wilson Chandler, Will Barton, um, Paul Millsap is still kind of in that in-between space, but more so playing the four. Kenneth Reed is there. 
not playing, doing something, you know. Uh, so I, I, there's a lot of lot of question marks as far as um, you know what their core is going to be moving forward. How do I like him working with them? Um, I do think he provides a little bit more balance. Um, it seems like Denver's, you know, for the last I don't know how many years, either they've been shooter heavy or they've been like forward heavy. And it's I, I don't know. They haven't been able to find a good balanced mix. Now mm-hmm. they still I think are lacking the true center. Uh, you know, you got Joker there, and that's wonderful. But I think you know, so the, for size purposes, you know, I think they they have to address that. Why? Because we see that the league is trending back towards actually having an anchor. Even if just for, you know for defense defensive purposes and and you know just to take care of the live so game. How how tall do you think uh, Jokic is? I mean, I, all right, I understand that he's he's not quite seven feet, but close. But uh-huh. I mean, he just doesn't play. I don't know. I, I'm not a big I'm not a big Jokic fan. I don't, I don't think I'm, they, I'm learning that. I don't I'm think they, that. I don't think that he plays. I mean, he doesn't play big. Okay, so he's six ten. And that's that's wonderful, but how do you see him stacking up against you know the future the DeAndre Aytons down in the post? You know, is he is he taking Clint Capella to the rack? Is anyone taking Clint Capella to the rack? A true, I mean, the center is Joel Embiid probably is. Aiden is. Rigo Bears not. Uh not not right now. <laughs> let's not look. Let's not right. let's not get crazy with you not uh DeAndre Ayton's got some things to learn before he comes in and just starts. I'm, I'm talking about what, I'm talking about what game he plays though. Like you, you you I mean he's a guy who's moving toward he's he's moving toward the basket. He's a guy who who stick his butt out, put his back to the basket and 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 back a guy down. And that's that's neither here nor there. I'm saying, you know, Jokic. I'm 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 acknowledging him as a formidable f- player that they have. I just think that they got to add a couple more, establish some identity, and then maybe they can move forward in the right direction. But I mean, Michael Porter Jr. If he can rebound from that injury, he's a steal. I wanted the Cavs to take him. Part of me wanted the Cavs to take him. Part of me did not because we had a history of already picking guys with injuries, and we don't need another Anthony Bennett. So, oh, Anthony Bennett. <clears throat> yeah, well, let's, t- to be fair, Anthony Bennett's issue is not injuries. He was just terrible at basketball. I think that's the main <laughs> issue with him. Um, he was available. He just wasn't good. So, just want to clear that up. I mean, Love you, that, Anthony. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate what you did for getting K Love here. <laughs> Keith, any thoughts? Nah, I ain't even gonna spend time with the Nuggets. Just just throw away the whole organization just there. Throw away, throw away well, the whole well, no. thing. I mean, yeah, I mean I think like I said before, I think he's a he I think Ian wrapped it up when he said if he can get healthy and play well post, you know, after his injury with recovery and all, um, he could definitely be a steal for them. I think he can fit nicely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's about it. Honestly, you know, we really, there's a whole lot to be determined with when it comes to that. I tell you what, lot. I'm more excited if we're seeing OKC take him. I'm more excited if we're seeing San Antonio take him. 
just organizations I believe in more than, I mean, our Atlantas and Denvers that we're talking about from a developmental standpoint and from a team identity point where that guy's going to come in, he's going to know his role, and he's going to be able to, you know, to attack with that. Oklahoma City? I I give them at least enough credit to to have developed a Steven Adams, to have developed a a James Harden, a uh, a Kevin Durant. I mean, these guys they at least came in. They, they, they were they were star they were stars, and they knew they did. They That's knew. like giving the Bulls giving the Bulls credit for developing Michael Jordan and Scotty <laughs> Pippen. <laughs> Scott is Scotty. Scotty is a good case. Tony Kukoc is a good case. They but were no. all good players when they got they, there. They were good players, but they had and to they know were probably, they were, and they were they were probably going to be good no matter where they went. So maybe what I'm talking is more coaching than anything. Oh, and Billy Donovan. You're right. You, you know what? Oklahoma okay. City and Billy Donovan. Will okay. really get the best. All right, understood. Look, I give it's you good that to get, one. If so I'm that, Russell Westbrook, it's good to get a rookie in there early, so you don't have to, you know, unteach him how to rebound and just show him how to get out of the way, so I can get rebounds. I completely understand why he would want a rookie in there to do that. Keith Malcolm is on one today. You don't have to have those. We don't want you having those bad habits of stealing Russell's rebounds and assists. San Antonio, <laughs> San Antonio was a better example than Oklahoma City. Oh, I will boy. backtrack because <laughs> Michael he was not gonna let up until something happened nope. on that. Nope. But but my point is, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in the Nuggets. Yeah, Sorry, I mean that's. And I don't, it, it's, it says something when that many teams pass on a guy as talented yep. as he is. So, yep. Um, yep. I heard a story this week. Um, they did. It was back in the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant draft, and they showed they took the name off the medical report and just showed him the medical report. And the doctor said, you can't draft this person. He'll be out of the league in three years. And that person was Greg Oden. Wow. Um, so, I mean, when they see something on those reports and they tell them you can't draft this guy, um, that means something. So, hopefully, you know, you wish for the best, but um, when you see that many teams pass on a guy who was at one time considered the number one or two prospect coming into this year, that that communicates something to, to the whole league. So, yep. last thing we'll talk about draft-wise is the new number two in Cleveland, Colin Sexton. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> look, I I'm excited about Colin Sexton coming to the Cavaliers. I am not excited about him wearing number two, and I and I do not blame the kid. It's his number. He I, he should want to wear it. Um, but the Cavaliers should not have let him wear number two. Period. Um, and that's a lack of knowledge and honoring players that have won you a championship. Um. So Cavaliers, you get you lose a point you lose a point for me on that one um, to give away Kyrie's number that soon. Um, what, I understand. Wait, what? So how 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 long were they supposed to wait until they 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 dusted off the 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 glorious number two and gave it to a rookie? I don't know. Maybe never, but definitely not one year after he's gone. So they so there's a, there's a world where they retire Kyrie Irving's jersey. I think so. After requesting a trade with two years left on his deal, <laughs> yep, okay. just like they're gonna retire, they're gonna require uh, retire Dwight Howard's number two. 
in Ooh, Orlando. You in Orlando? Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's like. And that different. was that was far worse. <laughs> that was, was far worse. <laughs> there was so many shenanigans with that. <laughs> um, you know what? They phantom. You know what? Never mind. I don't even have a whole lot of conversation. Atlanta did a video tribute for Dwight. He was there for a year. <laughs> I was just about. To, I was just about to say. <laughs> L.A., you know, they, they phantom uh, they phantom hung up Blake's uh, jersey before they traded him. So. Okay, look. Hey, man. <laughs> Any, anything is possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think Malcolm, though. It was too early. Way too early, honestly. Um, y'all. I mean, it just was. Man. I, I, mean, I just, it, I, don't, I don't know what the, like, what's the principle? How, how long do you wait? I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, without him hitting this big shot. And now, of course, you have to go back to LeBron's block before the shot right. anyways. But this guy single-handedly stepped up and hit, hit a dagger against a juggernaut of a team back then. I mean, I definitely don't believe you give away his number that quick. Um, when and what rules do we follow? I mean, there are none. But I just think it was way too early. So I agree. Look, the, the Miami Heat retired Jordan's number. He didn't even play there. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why it doesn't matter? Huh? Y'all want to know why this doesn't matter? Why? Because Andrew Wiggins had a number for the cast, but unfortunately he never got to wear it. But did he really? Because we never saw it. So did he really have a number? You know what? Legend has it (laughs) (laughs) that he did have a number. But my point in saying this, my theory, where's the hot take button? Hot take is Uh Colin Sexton will never see the court for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Whoa. That's not too hot of that's not it's too not. hard to take. But I mean, for the purposes of this conversation, man, um, still in my thunder. Uh, so here's a. <laughs> for the, I just I I don't I personally don't think that he's um, yeah that he's gonna make it through July as a Cavalier. I think. Wow. I think the hammer drops um, for LeBron. Uh, maybe he. Uh, Colin Sexton, George Hill for Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) I think Kimball Walker's in play. I I would love that. that. I think that move is is there. Um, I think, you know, the release of Dwight Howard from Charlotte signifies the fact that they are not looking to move forward with that core, and they they did not believe that that was going to be a championship core. Um, And I know they're they're still trying to unload Batum. I think if the Cavs can find a way uh, to take on Kemba and Batum. Um, you see Colin Sexton, and I don't know who the other pieces are that leave. Goodbye, JR. That's, a, that's fine. No, I, I would I love to see it, but I, nobody wants that contract. I keep no. telling people, I hear cast fans all over. Man, we just need to trade J, trade Jr. Trade Jr. for for uh, Paul George, right? So who wants who wants Jr. Yeah. Smith right now? Right. I guarantee you, Kobe Altman was in a cold <laughs> sweat the, <laughs> up to the trade deadline trying to get rid of Jr. and Tristan. Nobody and Iman. wanted. Nobody wanted them cats. Yeah, Iman was just you know stroke of luck, but yeah, um, yeah. So that's the thing. I don't know where Colin goes exactly. I don't know if they get another team in on it. 
Um, you know, DJ, I think, is in play in L.A. I forgot to mention that, you know, in our earlier story with Dallas, because that would be oh, crazy. We'll talk about them later. But, um, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. So, yeah, I, I, uh, it's not too hot of a take. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he, but I like, if he does play for them, I like his mindset. I like kind of that grit, that intensity, that um, I'm going to attack mindset that he, he would bring to the Cavs, especially is, at the point guard position. This is Colin or Kimba? Sorry, Colin. Oh, okay. We'll get yeah, to that later. Um, so, all right. That's it for the NBA draft. Let's focus on NBA free agency. It kicks off July 1st um, is when the quote-unquote moratorium begins when no one will be talking to anyone and no deals will be made, quote-unquote, ever. Nothing, nothing ever happens in that period of time. In the least. No tampering. There's no tampering in the NBA. In the words of LeVar Ball, no tampering. Um, so let's start off with the big fish. Um, Ian, we're gonna we're gonna let you start off here so you can quietly qu- cry in the corner after you give your take. Oh, LeBron God. James, what happens? Does he it, stay in Cleveland? Does he leave? Does he decide to go to play for the JBA? Let us know what you think, Ian. That I mean, you you actually just stole my 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 Woj bomb, which was uh, yeah. LeBron and, and LeVar Ball have inked the deal. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm be, I'm be honest. L.A., um, you know, with the mounting suspicion and, and reports from uh, Paul George's camp that he's actually leaning to, okay, the reports of reports that <laughs> that he's actually leaning towards staying in OKC. Uh, looks like L.A. is kind of fading from the uh, from the centerpiece of uh, of Landon LeBron and uh, and PG, so we will see how this how all of that shakes out. I I don't think LeBron has a solid enough option, a championship uh, a guaranteed contender enough of an option to leave Cleveland um, um, to go establish himself. Houston would have to lose too much to land him. LA doesn't have enough in the first place. Um, you know, I, I I was saying Miami, and that's just not even that's not even championship rea- realistic. That's just that would just be him going to Miami. Um, I don't know how San Antonio would do it. That would be crazy. Still, I mean, I, I think that they might still have to add another piece as well. So, hey, you know, being at home, all the all the talk about family, um, all the reports that I'm hearing and everything, they kind of they kind of signaled that. LeBron James will be a Cleveland Cavalier uh, in the 2018-2019 season. Keith, what do you think? I'm actually, um, beginning of the offseason, L.A., if they landed PG, um, you know, seemed like that would have been the move. Um, But, now, you know, with a lot of these reports, I'm 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 almost to the place where I'm agreeing with Ian, honestly. Um, because this is a, the chance he can opt in for another year, right? Yeah. Or yeah, or he could just sign another one and one. Right. So he can opt in or he can sign a one and one regardless, you know, um, at least with another year, if they can get a Kimball Walker to Cleveland. That gives him a shot. I still don't think that gives them enough to beat the Warriors. Um, but that also gives him another year for Chris, the whole Chris Paul, you know, situation to 
you know, get figured out and a bunch of other things. So um, I'm at the point right now where I believe he may opt in. Um, and then, you know, next season will be another fiasco where people are talking about, well, decision 4.0, you know. Oh, uh, you know, so that's honestly <laughs> what I think, though, honestly, uh, for right now. Now, next week it could be something different. But right now, based off, you know, what reports are saying and all, uh, this, that's the whole frustrating thing, reports – Reports say, you know, the thing about mm-hmm. ESPN that annoys me so much, you know, sources, sources say, sources say, and that's all we get. So I'm just, I'm really ready for the big news, but um, who knows until then. But right now I'm leaning towards, you know, believing he'll stay in Cleveland for at least another year. I think it all comes down to whether or not him and Paul George are talking. Um, if, him, if him and Paul George have already plotted this out and said this is what we're going to do, He's not going to L.A. by himself. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's absolutely not going to L.A. by himself to be a part of the the Lonzo show over there. Um, but if him and Paul George decide they're teaming up, they're they're going to L.A. together, and they have pieces to to make another deal to get a third player, whether that's Kawhi or somebody else. They they have the flexibility to do that. Um, Cleveland's gonna have to prove that they're gonna do something. Um, I, I like the idea of Kemba Walker. I actually would have liked it more la- last year um, during the season to make that change. But um, he needs another guy that can go get a bucket, take some of that offensive load off of him and and help out. Um, I would love to uh, – man, I, I just keep thinking back to last year where they could have had Paul George in a trade. Um, and they fired David Griffin and traded Kyrie and pretty much threw any chance <laughs> at having that kind of core. So, um, yeah. But there's also the chance that there's some team out there that we don't know about because, uh, what was it, five, six years ago when the the original decision, no one was thinking Miami at all. Everybody was thinking Brooklyn or New York or anywhere else. Um, so... There could be some team out there we're not even looking at, and he may force a trade there. Who knows? Um, you know, maybe he goes to Toronto to rebuild what he what he tore down. You know, who knows? So, I, if I had to handicap it, I think he's more likely to sign a one and one in Cleveland and wait out, wait it out. Uh, maybe Paul George also signs a one and one because they want to see kind of where this Kawhi thing shakes out. Um. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. The next big fish, of course, is Paul George. We've heard the reports that he may go back to OKC. Obviously, uh, it's been made quite clear that he wants to go back to L.A. and, and join the Lakers. Um, what do you guys think is the move for Paul George this offseason? I mean, I that, think... Go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead, bro. I think the move um, is to get out of OKC... Um, I don't I don't see that going anywhere. Not that Melo has opted in, um, and I don't you know it remains to be seen whether or not they'll buy him out. But even if they do, I don't know. I mean, they, I don't I don't know what resources they have um, to build something else, and I don't none. know I don't know they how competent none. Billy Donovan is to integrate another big piece into that offense given what but they we saw. develop players so well there <laughs> given what we saw 
You said they developed players so well there. Jeremy Jeremy Grant is a budding star. Keep keep that same energy. And Andre Roberson out here is the is the new Kobe stopper. So stop. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I I I just I I don't see a future um, in OKC. Unfortunately, I, I have to admit this past season put Russell Westbrook in perspective for me. Um, you know, the triple-doubles and all. Uh, still love his fire, still love what he can do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he's doing it with no direction and he's doing it with no with no real grip on how to lead a team into, into a championship. However, he and KD did it when they, you know, when they took, they got to the finals, or even when they were up three one on Golden State. Um, something about that tandem had a good balance, uh, but I think Russ at the helm is just not. It's not going to. Um, it's, it's just not gonna get it done. So I don't know. What you think, Keith? Keith, you still there? What's up? I said, what you th- what you think? Oh, I did not. George. I did not hear. I did not hear you say anything to me. Anyways, um, I mean, I think he stays in OKC uh, for one more year. I don't think he. I don't think LA is going to like. I don't know. It was interesting. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the story about um, Magic saying that if he doesn't sign these two like if he misses it like he'll step down I think he's feeling something I feel I feel like he's he's feeling the the heat like he may not he may not be able to sign these guys this offseason um so I think he's going to you know do a one year and uh again next next season just like I talk about um he you know it'll be a decision for him it'll be a decision for LeBron you know we'll talk be talking about Chris Paul um, there'll be a lot to talk about. Um, I would love to see, you know, something crazy happen where someone will be able to take down uh, the Warriors. But honestly, the only hope we have right now, fellas, is Boston uh, currently. So, uh, but yeah, I see him. I see him signing one more. Um, and who knows? You know, if Kawhi goes to LA, then you know we could have a huge, a huge big three there. You know, without Lonzo Ball. Um, which I think would be great. I just can't. Oh wait, wait Lonzo, is it part of the big three? Uh, oh no, um, <laughs> no, because Lonzo being a part of the big three would mean Lavar is a part of the big three. Um, yeah, so, never lost. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this whole that whole interview with Magic to me is kind of revealing that Magic does not feel confident that he's going to land either of them right now. So. If if PG wants to go to LA, he'll go to LA. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, man, I would love to see him go to Philly. To be honest. Um, do, yeah, but do him, they have the cap for him? Uh, close. I think they might have to make it. Uh, they might have to deal off uh, Jared Bayless to get a max space. But that's all they would need to do. And they have man. extra draft draft assets they could attach to him. If um, they got PG. Man, that team is so scary. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean they were already they were already good defensively, and, and what they're missing kind of is that guy on the perimeter that can make his own shot, hit a perimeter jumper, <laughs> um, 
that would just be nuts. I would really, you know, if he's not going to team up with LeBron somewhere, that that would be a sick, sick team to uh, be a part of. Um, some some still tells me that all this is a smokescreen. He's just going to go to L.A. because that's where he wants to go, and then they'll figure out everything else later. Um, they'll still have cap space next year and um, a lot of young players that can use as, as trade collateral. So, Yeah, but why go um, now and struggle through a season? Because that's where he wants to go. That's where he he's been wanting to go since last. They weren't good last year. Yeah, I get it. And all the talk was, Ellie, oh, gotta get. I gotta get to L.A. I love L.A. So, I mean, if, if that's where he wants to go, that's where he's gonna go. Yeah. And I don't. I, I just it. don't see. I don't see him wasting another year at OKC with, um, with Carmelo's half of a knee, and uh, Russ doing everything else. So, oh, yeah. Russ. So will the team the ever other, win with Russ? Who knows? That's that is a great debate. I think that <laughs> yeah. needs to be had. <laughs> um, so the other, to me, the other big free agent, he he's got a lot of uh, a lot of question marks. Is Demarcus Cousins? Um, he has the potential to re-sign with the Pelicans, but the Pelicans play quite well without him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know when he's healthy, he's top three if not top two center in the, in the NBA, um, just so skilled offensively, um, has had attitude problems. It, it seems like whatever was going on in New Orleans, we didn't see that as a problem as much. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be, to me, he's he's one of the more interesting pieces because does the team yeah. want to offer him a max coming off that Achilles injury? Does nope. do, the, do the Pelicans want to try to bring him back? Or will they just kind of cut ties with them and, and try to move forward with the roster that they have? Um, I see teams looking to give him a three-year deal or even a one-year full max show cause deal. Um, uh, but not a long-term deal. Um, I think Dallas, obviously, I think it's going to be the big... They're going to try to land him as their big fish to add to that core that they have. That's scary. Um, yeah, they add DeMarcus Cousins to that. They've got a good coach, Rick Carlisle, who I think can help kind of keep him under control. You've got a vet in Dirk who he DeMarcus plays better when he has somebody that's a going to try to hold him in check, but that he can kind of look up to and not be. He's not the alpha dog, uh, which I think was part of the reason why he was kind of kept in check in, in the in New Orleans. Um, I can also see um, maybe the Lakers try to get in for DeMarcus Cousins as well if they miss on one or both of their big free agent fish. Um, Would so the what do Wizards you guys think? have cap? The, the Wizards do not have cap space. They'd have to do a sign and trade. Mm. Man, um, that would be a huge pickup for them if they could ever get their team together. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it, I agree in theory. I think that climate with with Wall and Bill, and yeah, that's throw, that's the problem. <laughs> and then you, then you throw Boogie in there. I think that's just inviting more dissent, more kind of, you know, I don't know. Um, no, that that Dallas prospect looks crazy. Um, and L.A. Can I be honest, y'all? I'd rather see Boogie and PG in L.A. than LeBron and PG in L.A. I'd rather see LeBron and PG. I I would I would be I'd be way more excited to see um, Lonzo 
Kuzma. You just want to see you just want to see Demarcus become OG Demarcus and punch somebody in their face. That's why you excited about it. I do, and more than likely, <laughs> more than likely, gets it choked would, out by Demarcus. I was Cousins. about to say more than likely it would be Lavar or Leangelo just for hanging around the team after they said they don't want him. Uh, but but yeah, man, um, I, I think that would fill out that team and make them more of a contender. Because, uh, I mean, LeBron, you know, we love him, but the style of play would not – it would take away from, A, Lonzo's development, no matter what LeVar Ball says. Because um, LeBron, if, Le, if LeBron is ball dominant and – I don't know. And I also don't want to see LeBron play for another young coach. I, if I don't see LeBron play for Pop at this point or or Rick Carlisle – or somebody of that, of that stature, a championship coach, you know, veteran guy who's been around, who's seen the league, I'm, it's not going to get me excited. So if he's here and he plays under T. Lou again, it's going to be another sigh, I guess. You know, we'll deal with it. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I love to see Boogie and PG in L.A. I think that instantly makes that team, because they're young enough, they're talented enough, if they can add some shooting, I think that, that that's dangerous for them. Yeah, I mean that would that would be scary. I mean, might as well just tack LeBron on too. There you go. There's your big three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, honestly, like I would still love to see what a very good Pelicans team without him would look like with him. If you have Davis mm. and Cousins on the floor at the same time, Drew Holiday worked. I mean. Drew Holiday looked incredible in the playoffs. Okay, let me yeah. not say incredible, but he looked very, very. No, good. he looked incredible. He looked um, incredible in the playoffs. I, I mean, his shooting needs needs some work still, but, um, but he looked really, really good. Um, so, like, I think the Pelicans could really, like, you know, of course, when they played the Warriors, you know, of course, we all knew what was going to happen, but still, like. He gives he would give the Warriors a lot of problems because now they'd have to probably be starting JaVale and and Draymond can't guard either of those two. Um, so I mean he can try, but he's undersized. Um, so I mean I don't. Gosh, could you, could that, you imagine could you imagine a seven game series with the attitudes and mentality of Demarcus Cousins and Draymond Green? There's going to oh. be two fights. I mean, Draymond might might get kicked out of the whole playoffs. Like, I mean, <laughs> some, somebody like, getting suspended. Goodness. Somebody gets suspended. <laughs> Draymond is out for the rest of the season. Insert Cavs hope, you know. And and you got um, Rajon Rondo out there poking at people, saying crazy. St- yeah, somebody's somebody's getting the fight. Yo, and, and Rondo's Rondo, a free agent, eh? He is. I ain't even going he, there. I'm not even going to do it. Don't. Thank thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but without without really somebody there who really who appreciate puts, it, <laughs> who puts everybody where they need to be and gets everybody involved and he puts people right. in their spots, you know, I think that that that's the only way I could see that becoming a problem. And, and thus ends the Ray John Rondo portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did not intend on talking at all about Ray John Rondo, oh, but thanks man. Ian for bringing him up and reminding well, I, us. I thought we were talking about huge free agents. <laughs> That's that's all. <laughs> Look, if we can get a uh, preseason Rondo, no, I don't want that. that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> so let's. Um, so we've got some other restricted and some other next tier free agents to talk about. Let's try to get through these quickly. 
to me, one of the more interesting ones, he's not the big, he, well, I guess he might be the biggest name, Dwight Howard. Um, he's, he got traded from, um, the Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets to the Brooklyn Nets. The, the Nets right now are negotiating a buyout. So he more than likely will be an unrestricted free agent this year. Obviously he comes with a lot of baggage, but last year average, I believe 18 and 12, 16 and 12, something like that. Still a very productive center, but for whatever reason, he has issues in locker rooms. What team do you think can, A, be helped by his game, but also can kind of curtail whatever the Dwight shenanigans are? I swear to you, I swear to y'all, he better not end up with the Warriors. I've seen reports <laughs> that I, that he may end up there. I swear they better be false. It better be all types of Trump fake news. It but be he all could be that. the one that implodes the whole thing. Yeah, but but then there's an upside that he's playing with guys that's really gonna get try to get him together. And, yeah, but uh, he could he could make uh, Draymond have a psychotic break. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, guys. Like it's something about playing with with a champion. Um, now, I mean, yeah, he did play with Kobe, but you know, Kobe. Is Draymond Kobe. yells at Kevin Durant. Could you imagine if Dwight Howard is out there doing yeah, Dwight Howard I mean, stuff? But look. With that he may, kick, he may kick him in the nuts, his own teammate. Who, who knows? All I'm saying is <laughs> is that I do not want him playing with Golden State, number one. Um, and where could I see him having an impact? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe a team like Indiana. Um, that, mm. you know, they got Victor Oladipo, you know, like really balling. They have a, a, a core group of guys who believe. Um and, you know, um, I forget their coach's name right now. Um, I know he used to coach. Nate McMillan. Yeah, that's him. Um, maybe he, he could have a, a decent impact on him. But wherever Dwight goes, he needs a coach that's really going to know what he's doing. He needs a pop. He needs a Carlisle. He needs, you know, one of those guys to really, you know, get his behind together. Uh, but, again, like you said, Malcolm, he was not terrible last year. He played yeah. decent basketball. Um, but I think, you know, yeah, a, a team like Indiana, a team like – you know, um, somewhere where the coach is really going to uh, a veteran coach, um, as we were talking about with Boogie, um, a, a veteran coach would really be key for him, in my opinion. Ian, right. quick hit, Dwight Howard. I gotta agree, uh, veteran coach, uh, solid organization structure. I've mentioned San Antonio with his name before. Of course, you know, Brooklyn's going to buy him out, so he's not going to be fishing for big contracts. So somebody who's, you know, who's kind of squeezed for cash. So Washington, I like Scotty Brooks. Um, Man, again, that... again, I, I know that situation with those Oof. personalities, but <laughs> uh, Miami comes to mind as well because the Hassan bones, Whiteside and Dwight the, Howard. The, the, uh, after they release and jettison Hassan <laughs> Whiteside to the other side of the universe, I think, you know, he can, he can fill in a hole in the middle. Because uh, like you said, towers. 17 and 13, that's that's good production. Yeah. Um, for a Charlotte team, and I mean, you know, a lot of shooting going on in Miami, and uh, long shots, long rebounds. Um, you know, so having somebody who can who can really, you know, bring some of those in and 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 be productive in the middle would be big. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Dwight. And I don't, I don't I would, believe all the stuff about him being a terrible teammate. Also, 
I think I think I think the one kid at school who you know who stank in the one class just gets a reputation as the guy who stinks, you know, for the rest of the time where he's in school, and that's how everybody knows him. Like I think that's just following him because you ain't hear nothing until after he left. Look, it's it, it, but it's the same thing everywhere. It's the same thing everywhere where people are excited that he leaves. Um, it's. I, look, I was I, I was the biggest Dwight Howard apologist, and oh, it's just he's just missing. No, he he's doing something. He's got to be doing something. I just want to um, know what it is. That's what I is he is he out here sleeping with people's moms? Like what's going on? He, 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 <laughs> he got, be, got he, like fifteen baby mamas. <laughs> he has to be the latte western cats left and just right out here getting it. Um, Dwight Howard, man. At, at one time, I would have loved to see him in Washington, but. They're so fragile mentally out there. I don't know what would happen if Dwight Howard goes out there. Um, I mean, he he could help the Cavs, but we saw how fragile that locker room was last year with Jay Crowder and IT. You add Dwight Howard to that mix, I'm a little afraid. Now, he comes into a place where LeBron James is. I think the pecking order is much different. <laughs> yeah, but he still um, has that young coach, and I don't think that would be beneficial for him. No, I mean, probably. I mean, but Steve Clifford is known as a disciplinarian. Um, Stan was a discipline. He's kind of went through the disciplinarian coaches. He's got to run through those guys. So I don't know. Um, You got to think he could help somebody, but it's got to be the right situation. Yeah. The Spurs are interesting to me. I don't know why. I don't I don't know if Pop could could reel him in, but hey, if anybody could. If anyone could, it would be Pop. Yeah. Pop need to reel in Kawhi first before I before I believe that. <laughs> that may be a lost cause. <laughs> Yo, can, so can y'all? I'm, I'm sorry, real quick. Can y'all foresee a, a scenario where Pop does not come back to coach? No. I mean, everything I'm hearing is you know 2020 is around when he's looking, but you know, losing your wife, going through all this turmoil last year with LA and this year with Kawhi. Now, when's the next Olympics? Is 2020 the next Olympics? I think so. Yeah, he's an Olympic coach. It'll at least be through 2020, yeah. at least. I got you. Um, all right, let's try to run through these next few quickly. Jabari Parker, I believe he's a restricted free agent. Um, he's coming off a lot of injuries, but when he's healthy, he's a, a dynamic scorer um, and can play either forward position. Where you guys see him landing? With LeVar and them? In L.A.? Nah, and the JB, uh, JB. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh my you got, goodness! What you think, Keith? Maybe Dallas. Hmm, I don't hate that. Ah. I don't hate that. Yeah, I, I, that's. I don't know. That was just all, off on a limb, honestly. I think uh, this. I have no intel. Once again, don't. This is not a report. He might sign like a one-year close to max deal in Chicago. They have mm. money. They're not going to be a contender anyway. Take a flyer on a kid from Chicago. See what happens. Um. All right. The IT Brinks truck. Where is the IT Brinks truck pulling up <laughs> this summer? Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Isaiah, man. Uh, he should holler at Orlando. See what they see what they talking about. 
I got I got nothing. I got nothing at all. <laughs> I look around the league and I'm like, everybody either got somebody young or somebody who's been around for a little bit who's gonna give you a better shot than IT. Mm. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, maybe Sac- <laughs> maybe Sacramento since they didn't take uh, since they didn't take Doncic. Well, they've already got De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I mean they do have De'Aaron Fox, so you know. Um, Orlando sounds interesting to me. I don't know. I feel like this. He might try to rehabilitate himself in San Antonio. That feels like a San Antonio thing. That get him might. On the, that might get him be. on the cheap. Ooh, that's some humble pie he's going to have to eat for that one, though. Yeah, he's going to be coming off the bench, that's for sure. He's not going to be starting. But he uh, could, I mean, he could be six-man-of-the-year material if he, yeah. if he fell into a system there. But that's mm-hmm. the big thing with that slow grind is that I don't know if he's a... Uh, <laughs> <That's slow. laughs> I, I hate know. the way you said that. <laughs> that slow grind. <laughs> Yo, man, that cat is so de- so determined Ooh. to be... To be Jesus. a brand that, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. <laughs> oh, that's slow crime. All right, I'm sorry. Man, Isaiah, like, he's a, well, what we've found, of course, before injury is that his system helped him out a lot. Absolutely. Um, so that, you know, you know, honestly, where I could see him playing, you know, some type of minutes. Maybe maybe a uh, a Utah hmm. or um, uh, I was going to say Indiana behind um, behind Victor. Um, who knows? But San Antonio to me could be another ideal situation because it's another system mm-hmm. uh, and a system with another great coach. Uh, mm-hmm. He he would literally just be going from one of the best young coaches to the best legendary experienced coaches. Uh, you know, of course, granted with Cleveland and LA in the middle, so um, that would probably be ideal for him going to play in another system. You know, especially in a team in a town where you know they love the Spurs in San Antonio. Um, yeah. He could probably he could probably fit in there for sure. You know, one more team that I think will be able to use their scoring, and now they have a vacancy at back <laughs> at point guard is uh, the Clippers. Mm. I think um, he could get his shots off there. You know, like you said, have a have a bounce back year. That's strong, and uh, yeah. uh, they got Lou Williams though in that backup role. I don't know if that those two together would work. True. I mean, well, but who's starting now? Uh, Pat Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Hit, yeah, Orlando or bust, I guess. <laughs> Orlando, or, man, that list has gotten sad. <laughs> Dang, homie. <laughs> All right, uh, let's hit a couple more. Trevor Ariza, it will be a free agent this summer. Houston obviously has big dreams to get LeBron or Paul George. They've got to try to re-sign Clint Capella. Um, where do you guys see Trev falling? People sleep on Trevor as far as like being a three and D guy. Yeah, it, it's totally unfair if he goes to Golden State because he would be great oh my there. Gosh. Um, and he would be. Let's a just nightmare not even bring up cats. the Warriors at all. Let's just not. I, I, I hate to even do it, but he would be great there. Um, who else comes to mind right off the bat? Uh, Portland came to mind. They don't have any money. Yeah, 
that's true. But, you know, just in theory, I don't really see them moving anything to sign Trevor Ariza. Um, but, uh, yeah, those two come to mind. I honestly have no no idea, fellas, on this one. Honestly, like um, Miami Heat, maybe. Like, uh, no money. Yeah, so I have no idea. Indiana no might be interesting. Indiana. They need a wing. Um, another shooter, um, good veteran. I mean that team. That team is not that far off. They're not. They're really close. Um, and Trevor Reza could be a guy that makes them kind of move up a tier in that in that conference. Um, Jamal Crawford is available. I my my dream scenario is the Cavaliers would uh, get him. Um, which yeah. is this scene, this sounds weird. But they need another guy, another one-on-one player who can get a bucket. Yep. And uh, Jamal Crawford would fit that role coming off the bench perfectly. Scoring specialist. OKC. Mm. Yeah, I could see OKC, honestly. I could see OKC. A guy who uh, clearly is a solid teammate, mm-hmm. but <laughs> doesn't mind that, doesn't mind that <laughs> six-man role. And... Um, can still be, you know, a good degree of instant offense. Um, could New Orleans lose. sign him? Could New Orleans? Uh, they, I think they might be able to use their mid-level exception on him, I think. Uh, Sorry, so I they cut could. you off, brother. No, you're good. That was a great question. I, mean, I feel That would be a very interesting spot, honestly. They create, he creates scoring for them, uh, you know. Um, they they just they need. Still... They don't. They don't really need any more guards. New Orleans. They need a win. They need somebody on the win. They really need like a Paul George is what they really need. But they don't have the space to sign up Paul George. No. They have. I mean, they're good in the guard. They're good on guards. They just need a, a wing that can shoot. That can shoot the three. That's funny. We didn't mention Ariza for New Orleans. Uh, they don't have enough money to sign him. To to sign Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's. If he's Trevor, looking for fifty million. <laughs> Yeah, he's looking. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically looking for the same deal um, Iggy got in uh, in Golden State. Wow, more power to you, brother. Yeah, look, <laughs> this ain't the year to be looking for that deal. <laughs> <laughs> get get paid if uh, you can, man. Marcus Smart, mm. um, he's a restricted free agent, so the the Celtics can match as long as they give him the qualifying offer. To start off. Um, hard nosed defensive guy occasionally can get hot from three. Do you think he goes back to Boston? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm be surprised not... if he if he just takes the qualifying offer and and comes out unrestricted next year when there's more money available. Yeah, that's the best place for him to thrive. You know, in that in that type of scenario, like you just said, if he's looking for mm-hmm. a, a long term deal. The only issue with him is that he does have some injury. He gets nicked up. Um, yeah. So it could be a situation kind of like um, Kevin Love when he was the last time he was a free agent. He had an option to do a shorter or to opt into his deal, but he took the max deal because, I mean, he's got those injury concerns. He's got to capitalize on them when he gets it. So um, a couple other lower tier free agents. Nerlens Noel, um, a guy who kind of got lost in Dallas. Um, 
you know, they, he kind of fell out of favor there, tried to get that big extension, didn't get it, signed on late um, in the offseason, and then never really got off the bench. What team do you think he would help? Um, especially, at, he'll, they'll probably be able to get him at a discount this year. That's tough. Yeah, that's no out, boy. That's really tough because, I mean, I, I don't know who. Ugh. Boston and Cleveland are the two teams. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, the Cavs in theory, but I don't. I mean, you don't. I don't trust it. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know honestly who would take him. I mean, probably end up in Chicago or something like that, since they got some money to throw around. So. No idea, fellas, with this one. Poor Nerlens. Yep. Poor Nerlens. All right, last one. Um, Avery Bradley um, spent last Ooh. year in Detroit and with the Clippers. Still a guard who can get out and guard point guards, two guards, can hit the open three as well as put it on the floor a little bit. Where do you guys think he could land? This is intriguing. This is intriguing. I think this is um I think, you know, like you said, he's one of those guys that that'll be a late free agency signing after some of the dust settles, after some of these trades are made. Um I personally would love to see him in San Antonio, but I know they hmm. I I don't I know they're not log jammed, but I know they got a good amount of young talent there, so they may not be looking for the services of a guy like Avery. Um hmm. Uh, I think you know a contender could use that type of just man that the the approach that he has. I hate to see him waste away on a squad that's not actually moving towards something. And most of my picks have been contenders, just to be honest. And so, um, you know, uh, Indiana, I don't see him fitting there. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of squads that that even need somebody like that. It's hard, man. It's slim pickings. Yeah. Yep. You know, I thought I think, of a, um, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I think the 76ers, potentially. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Um, that could be a good move for them. Uh, they may. J.J. Redick, isn't he going to be restricted he, or a free agent? He is. Un, he's an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted. So. What about Covington? Who, who uh, oh, I, think he ha- I feel like yeah, he has I another year. Still, yeah, he's still on contract. Man, I yeah. think that dude is garbage. Anyways, um, wow. <laughs> Covington, man, God, that dude was so disappointed in the playoffs. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, so Philly, I do like the Spurs, and I think Mark Stein even said um, back in like February or something like that that uh, the Spurs. He emerged for, like, a trade suit or something like that Mm. um, for Avery Bradley. So I could see that. Um, And I think I saw one other report that talked about, like, OKC. Um, OKC would be another one, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But I honestly think the 76ers would probably be the ideal fit for him. Give them a defensive specialist. um, And I think he would fit in their little rotation for sure. So. That's what I would think. Malcolm? Um, I, I like OKC in Philly. Um, he could slide to that J.J. Reddick role. 
Um, and in OKC, they need some more help on the bench, and you can even use him in closing lineups um, as well. Versatile guy who can guard um, the best team's um, perimeter player. So, yeah, I, I like those. Um, last thing we'll hit on, Austin Rivers traded from his daddy's team to the his Washington daddy. Lizards for Marcin Gortat. Nepotism takes a big hit on this one. Yeah, man. How we feel about this trade? Like you said, man, it's it's just a uh, it's a tough day for nepotism in the NBA. It's a uh, you know, I I, I guess the question becomes uh, what happens to Sadaransky. Um, mm. Which I don't think anything does. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, no, it's it's interesting for the Austin Rivers era, man. I mean, the guy made a name for himself in his years in LA. Um, even if just for being controversial and then developing into a, a decent a decent backup player, I think it's safe to say. So um, you know, shouts out pouring out some uh, some great pop. For Austin Rivers' career, I think it all just kind of just disappears from here. I look forward to seeing him play in the Yugoslavian League in the years to come. Man. You know, I think the only thing it it raised – well, first of all, we clearly know Doc Rivers being like this GM type of guy is clearly the end of that era. Um Secondly, it also makes me curious about what the Clippers are believing Absolutely. will take place with DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, now, Malcolm, you said mm-hmm. Marcin Gortat is trash. And trash. I don't, believe, I don't believe he's trash. He's um, trash. I don't think he's trash. I think, you know, some teams would, would definitely benefit from his services. Hustle player. He's not great at one specific thing. Trash. Um, he's not trash. Um, so, um, but these yeah, are all I mean, these are all code words for a trash basketball player. No, no, no. <laughs> he no, doesn't no. do anything one specific thing well. Certain well, teams I mean, would really. I mean, that's just like Draymond Green. He doesn't do one thing except exceptionally well. Uh, defense. I mean, he's a good. Yeah, okay, he's a good defender. But again, he's a great like defender. Said, okay. I mean, he's very good at getting texts. That's for sure. Um, anyways, Gortat is a decent big man in the NBA. Um, and so, but again, back to what I was originally saying, um, DeAndre Jordan, who knows? Um, so I think that's why I think they get him for a little insurance policy in case DeAndre Jordan is a goner, which if he wants to win a championship – uh, he would be a goner anyways. So yeah, that's that's the only thing it raises my my eyebrow to is what's up with what's going what's gonna happen with DeAndre. Yeah, I think I think this signifies that DeAndre's out one way or the other, whether it's him opting out or opting in and trying to get traded. Um and my prediction would be that maybe DeAndre Dallas the reunion. Yep. You know, no no Paul George and uh, Blake Griffin to lock him in the lock him in the house. And get him to stay. So I don't think it's going to have the same effect with uh, Danilo Gallinari, Pat Beverly, and uh, and Wesley Johnson 
<laughs> locking uh, DeAndre in his house. I don't think it has the same effect. Um, so yeah, I think them getting Gortat. Um, and I also think this could be a sign that the Wizards are looking to make another move, uh, bringing in another guard wing player. They could be trying to make a move for a guy like Demarcus or somebody else that we don't even see on the radar yet. So, man, it's, it's a lot that's going to happen this offseason, and it's only getting started. Um, so, guys, we're going to do our parting words. Ian, let's start with you. What are your parting words for the people? Hey, man, big shouts out to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just leading the pack as far as odds to win MVP this year. Um, beating out Tom Brady's and Carson Wentz's and Jimmy Garoppolo's high up on that list as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, just um, believing and looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers stay healthy all year. I uh, want to see what he does. They took Jordy Nelson away from him, but I think he's still going to be strong. So, A-Rod, that's not a good name to call you, but I'm just call yeah. you that right now. Uh-oh. Hey man, you know you 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 got fans in Cleveland, man. Stay healthy, brother. Keith, give us your parting words. Man, shout out to my boy Donovan Mitchell. Don, Don Don, we know who the real rookie of the year was, and you know you had my vote and all the other work, all the other folks uh, vote as well, except the ones that counted. Um, so shout out to you. You showed out. You were the real rookie of the year. Uh, and I can't wait to see what else you're going to do. I think you got a good teammate now with Grayson Allen who can, who can uh, give you guys some scoring. So I'm looking forward to your future. Shout outs to you. And some good tripping too. <laughs> oh, oh, no. uh, my parting words are going to go to Mikhail Bridges, a uh, two-time national champion at Villanova. Got drafted number 10 by his hometown team where his mom works as the VP of HR. Is giving all these interviews about how emotional it is to get drafted by this team and how great it is for he and his family. And in the middle of the press conference gets traded to the Phoenix Suns for Zaire Smith. And nobody is... Look, what are you about to say? Nobody talked about it again the rest of the night. Nope. It is a... The NBA is a cold, cold business. And uh, if you had any questions, just call Isaiah Thomas. Ask him about it. Uh, but good luck to you out in Phoenix. It's warmer. That's a positive. Um, that is about all of the positive I can give you right now. <laughs> for right now. But enjoy the weather. Enjoy that young team that is probably not going to be good for a little bit. Um NBA's a cold, cold business, my brother. I'm glad you're learning it now, so you don't get surprised later. Mikhail Bridges, hats off, salute to you. And that concludes this week's episode of the 3-in-1 podcast. From Cleveland, Ohio, it's international Ian Lamont Morgan. Bang, 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 bang. From the Nasty Natty, give it up, Keith Turner Jr. And you know who it is. It's your boy from the capital city, Columbus, Ohio, Malcolm Morgan. This has been another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time. We love you.